0: Hello, this is Emily, Reverend Emily Katie, PhD D.D. of Twelve Stars Ministry. Again, today is May the uh sixteenth, twenty twenty. And I want to do another short podcast for you, following up on the uh the twelve gates of conscious evolution or the ministry of the holy mother that we started last week. And I hope to be able to be able to go through each one of these um, one at a time, maybe one a week for a while until we go through the 12 statements of truth to evolve our consciousness. That's the teaching of one of my teachers, Emma Curtis Hopkins. And I'm not going to recite again her, her history because um, I want to keep these uh, podcasts as brief and as concise as possible, being mindful of honoring your, your precious time and your precious interest. You can always go online and look her up. Emma Curtis Hopkins, the mother of new thought in America. That's new thought, not new age. Anyway, she was a Christian mystic, so the words that you will hear that I will quote from her are of that nature. She was also living during the Victorian era, so her language reflects, um, reflects the status of her time. The thing that I want to celebrate today is the very first statement of truth the first gate of conscious evolution is that she says very plainly very clearly that there is good for us there is good for me she said my good is my god my life my truth my love my substance my intelligence omnipresent omnipotent and omniscient she descends right out there at the turn of the 18th into the night or the 1800s into the 1900s by declaring that our basic nature is good. You do not hear anything about evil or sin or innately depraved or banished to hell forever in any of her teachings. She was called the mother of new thought because she said very plainly, if you're having difficulty with something, then have a new thought about that. In other words, rethink it. Look at it from a very different perspective. Go for the good. Look for the good because it's there. That's our basic nature. Good. There is good for me, and I ought to have it. Ought to here means have to have, like there is air for me, and I ought to breathe it. I have to breathe my air. I cannot not breathe my air. So the good that I am proclaiming today, that's for me, that's for all of us, is that we are living this marvelous, wonderful time where the sun has risen again. And all of the ancient scriptures or philosophies or writings that we uh, have been passed on to us over the thousands of years, thousands of centuries, is that there is also the golden, the good golden sun, and that is a fact, F-A-C-T, fact, that our basic nature is good, it radiates loving kindness and compassion and wisdom and joy and equanimity, just like the sun radiates its golden light, and that sun has risen again. We are coming through a time where there has been a crack on the cosmic egg, so to speak, and all of the uh, erroneous memes that we have been inculcated with over the last few thousand years are being exposed for what they are and what they are as a pack of lies. Not that anyone maybe deliberately attended intended to create a pack of lies that would lead um, that would lead us so seriously astray as to be experiencing the kinds of revelations of the corruption and the treachery. Uh, that we are living with now, or have lived with for thousands of years. But it's a marvelous opportunity. I've seen the sun rising, it is real, it is true. This is a marvelous opportunity. What we cannot maybe do on a global scale as an individual, we can do as an individual which affects the global scale. In other words, to put it as as bluntly as Emma would put it, are you part of the problem or are you part of the solution? So, I'm part of and being part of the solution is to take a look at some of these erroneous memes that we have been inculcated with. And um, that's the very first one that there is good for me. We have been inculcated with a meme that says we're somehow, as a species, inferior or incomplete, or that somehow there is some sort of a um, dominant white male sitting on a golden throne out there somewhere decreeing that we are its creation but it's um, incomplete and incompetent and imperfect and is damned to hell forever. So if you want to continue believing that meme you're certainly welcome to but this is also a good time to take a look at what that basic belief is. What my understanding, my current understanding is, is that this basic meme of our innate incompetence as a species as some violent uh, male out there determining Uh, this to be so if you're still worshiping that that concept that's something you might want to take a look at Uh, there's teachings i understand that came out of the middle east uh, where there was some old man who suddenly realized i guess he was getting old and dying and he didn't have an heir highly unlikely but anyway uh, so he couldn't impregnate his very old wife apparently he did have uh, legally married or recognized wife so he impregnated somebody else and um, that somebody else had a child and then uh, apparently of a different color or a different uh, race or a different I don't know tribe or something so then he ends up impregnating his very old wife so he throws out the younger woman and the child that he had with her and establishes this other child that came along as the heir to his kingdom. So, if you want to believe that as your root, as your root teaching, that women are to be used as sex objects, as mares, um and, I, and young boys too—well, they can't have babies, but they're certainly used as sex objects—or that um, there's some dominance, something somehow superior about being white versus brown versus whatever any other color one might have—you want to c- continue to uh, believe in those. Just take a look outside your window and see the effect of carrying out those beliefs and those traditions for thousands of years. Or you can take a look at this thing that says, that's good for me, that's good for you. Our basic nature is goodness. So what I intend to do is to, again, talk about how this this erroneous belief has just covered the earth. There used to be an ad for some paint company, and I don't remember the name of the company, But the picture that comes to my mind is that this paint covering was covering the earth with its paint. And it showed, you know, a picture of the earth with the paint uh, coming down over the earth, covering the entire earth. Well, this one erroneous meme has covered the entire earth. In fact, some of the people who believe in this kind of stuff go around bragging how it's the basis of the Old Testament, which is the basis of the New Testament, which is the basis for their actions. Which is um, determined by uh, for world domination and their alleged superiority, and uh, actually, it's it's just the ongoing battle for world domination between at least two competing uh, contenders for that uh, for that goal. For some reason, although I've never quite been able to understand what the reason was, and I have studied this stuff. I'm in my mid seventies. I have studied this stuff for many many years. So when I tell you that, I perceive that this, that this erroneous meme is so pervasive, we don't even recognize that it's there. We just go about acting as if it were the truth. And in fact, it is not the truth. It is a huge lie, L-I-E, lie. And um, I think it's time that we took a look at it and called it what it is and took a look at maybe what's true and what's right. So um, again, I'll say that there is good for me. My good is my God my life, my truth, my love, my substance, my intelligence, omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient. So what I'm going to do for the next couple of weeks is really focus in on this, um, celebrating again the good golden sun that has that has arisen. I have seen it. We are experiencing this marvelous opportunity to kind of clean up our act, so to speak, or as the Eastern people would say, clean out your karma closet. <laughs> Pay off your karmic dues and your debts and get on with being authentic. And our authentic nature is goodness, joy, peace, love, wisdom, compassion, kindness. There's a couple other things I want to mention is that we still have Persia and we still have Palestine. I, am, I was just so delighted when, oh, it just, it's just like this golden sun arising in my consciousness saying, you know, the doom and the gloom is over with. That era is, is past. It's past. It's the end of the great white hoax. And the great white hoax is that, what I just said that, and meme that there's some great white God sitting out there <clears throat> with its determinations of what we are. That's the great white hoax. And this is the end of that great white hoax. So we do have, still have Persia and Palestine. And the people of Persia and Palestine have told me this. And who are the people of Persia? The people of Persia are the people who live in Persia. And who are the people of Palestine? The people who live in Palestine. This is our Western cultural heritage. Most people would say that the Western cultural heritage comes out of the Middle East, and those were the two great nation-states at various times and in various degrees that created a lot of the, what we now call, erroneous yep. beliefs. <laughs> like this. Uh, uh, anyway... Some of the books that I will be quoting is um, from uh, uh, Scott Peck, uh, "The People of the Lie." That's getting to be an older book now, but it's it's still it's in terms of printing time, but it's still very right on. Richard Dawkins, "The Book of Lies," the um, the God Delusion. That book. Uh, there was, you know, the thing that really cracked the cosmic egg, and I'll tell you this now, that about a month ago, or maybe two months ago, there was a Jewish man who stood up in a public arena and publicly apologized for, for all of the misery that his people had brought upon the people of the earth over the centuries. And, you know, it's just, um, that was the crack on the cosmic egg. That's when the bright light came shining through his thing. Emily, what you've sensed to be true all of your life is, is really true. And there's, there's a way to go beyond this, to take advantage of this opportunity to go beyond this, to clean up our act, clean up the karmic closet, and to start living as truly enlightened human beings that we already are. So I'm presenting my ideas uh, based on a lifetime of living, and a lifetime of study. Another thing I want to take a moment to share with you was an early childhood poem. I grew up in Appalachia in a log cabin up in the mountains. Yep, I sure did. But anyway, this poem came through in a newspaper that would have been sometime in the early 60s. I clipped it out of the newspaper, and I've had it in a frame on my desk in front of me for all of these years. I'm going to quote this poem because it's been a guiding light for me for these years and I do want to to share this with you if you wish and if you don't wish then just don't listen for a moment to love someone is to bid him to live to invite him to grow since people don't have the courage to mature unless someone has faith in them we have to reach those we meet at the level where they stopped developing where they were given up as hopeless and so withdrew into themselves and began to secrete a protective shell because they thought they were alone and no one cared. They have to feel their love very deeply and very boldly before they dare appear humble and kind, affectionate, sincere, and vulnerable. That's from the book by Lewis Everly, E-V-E-L-Y, and the name of the book is That Man Is You, Catholic Man. Anyway, that poem has been a guiding light for me all of my life. My aspiration in doing this is uh, for one pure, for the pureness of our Sangha, that we begin to turn around and to live authentically in terms of our true nature. And um, let me see, let me see, the things that I've been thinking about for a long, long time in my 12-stars ministry, the 12 gates. Most of it's included in there somewhere in the books that I have published in the TV shows and the radio shows and the CDs and the DVDs and all that stuff. <clears throat> so what my plan is this, we're at 15, 14 minutes here, is that I will review a book that I have found to be essential also. The name of the book is Jesus Before Christianity, in the most accurate and balanced short reconstruction of the life of the historical Jesus, which is a quote by reviewer, Harvey Cox. But the man who wrote the book, Albert Nolan, N-O-L-A-N, N-O-L-A-N in the book is Jesus before Christianity. Uh, in the eagerly awaited revision of the classic, it says, Nolan's portrait of Jesus introduced us to the man he was before he became enshrined in doctrine, dogma, and ritual a man deeply involved with the real problems of his time, which are the real problems of our time as well. As the author says, nothing about Jesus will be presupposed or assumed. My interest is in the man as he was before he came, before he became, before he became the object of Christian faith. Another reviewer, a convincing, eloquent, moving message for a distressed world. And another review, if you are going to read only one book on Jesus this year, this is the one. Okay, so the name of the book is Jesus Before Christianity by Albert Nolan, N-O-L-A-N. And since this has such vitally important information that definitely pertains to our time, now I would recommend, if you can, to get this book, third printing, August 1994, um, and uh, read along with me so that you'll know that I'm sharing the words of not only this author, but other authors, as well as some of my own opinions, so that you have the raw data to uh, be able to assess and make your own conclusions yourself. So I kind of hesitate to do this. I've been wanting to do this for a year or so, and I keep putting it away, putting it off because, you know what, I don't want to clean out my closets either, but as I said before, the reason I'm doing these podcasts on these subjects is because I'm standing in the end zone (coughs) preparing to die. And I want to get my closets as cleaned out as I possibly can and offer ways and means to do that successfully for the benefit of all sentient beings, which includes you. So for next, I will do my homework this week. I will start reading through this book and see, see if I can come up with a nice, tidy little summary for you. Uh, the Good Golden Sun, a summary of what today has been about. The Good Golden Sun has broken through. We are at the end of the great white hoax and thus at the beginning of something new. Persia and Palestine still exist in those, for most of us, our Western roots. Certainly not all of our roots, because um, let's remember that Sanskrit was the original language and the original teaching, and so before there was Persia and Palestine, there was India. Okay. Scott Peck's book, The People of the Lie, Richard Dawkins' book, God Delusion, The Book of Lies, the book, Jesus Before Christianity. I told you the quote that came from a Jewish man about a month or so ago that kind of cracked my cosmic eggs. And he was standing up there accepting responsibility. So I honor him very much. And um, my early childhood poem uh, that has been guiding me for these... Well, I'm 76, and I didn't start reading until I was about four or five about 70 years good stuff it's good for you i really encourage you oh i want to share with you what emma says i'll take a couple more minutes about this this is emma's words and emma curtis hopkins words from her book scientific christian mental practice and also i want to remind you that i'm not a christian either so that if these words any of these words are disruptive to you and uncomfortable for you then use words that are comfortable for you because that's what Emma's intention was to get away from all this negative programming These negative, the word memes wasn't part of her vocabulary in the early 1900s but it certainly is part of ours so that there is good for you here she says truth does not have to make things new for you in truth it was so from the beginning all truth is waiting for you to say plainly What is your good? The speaking out continuously what we have felt and thought intuitively is the first movement towards demonstration, towards manifestation, and towards satisfaction. Make now the statement of good. The good I am seeking is my God. My God is my life. The good I am seeking is my health. My God is my health. The good I am seeking is my strength. God is my strength. The good I am seeking is my support. God is my support. The good I am seeking is my defense. God is my defense. Life is God. Truth is God. Love is God. Substance is God. God is intelligence. Omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient. God is life. Omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient. God is truth. Omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient. God is love. Omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient. And God is spirit. Omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient. The name Om, O-M, Om, was the name of God, which the ancient people of Asia used to repeat and do repeat even now. They hold their breath while speaking it. It means God, good beyond good, far beyond even our ideas of good. There is an infinite good awaiting our words. So that's the initial instruction, that there is good for us, as the Asian people have kept this teaching intact and have passed on to us now. That's our basic nature. So I really encourage you this week to think about what is your good. To name it and to claim it as being present right here, right now. Because it is. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.